You're listening to a DM podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, I introduce to you the podcast with the best banter, greatest gut feels, and most ridiculous narratives on planet Earth. Get ready to dominate the NRL fantasy season with the team from Top King League. G'day guys, welcome to Talking League, we're a weekly NRL fantasy podcast, I'm your host TK. Now, no Corby in the house tonight, I think he's licking his room, so I don't think he wanted to see Andy in his brand new Parramatta jersey, but Andy, you are looking, obviously from Friday night, very happy, but you're looking very handsome in your Parramatta gear there, mate. Yeah, I did buy the, I bought, actually bought this pre-season, uh, I had a, pre, uh, obviously seeing last year how we're coming so close, had a prediction, thinking surely Parramatta is going to go well, IPAPS is leaving. Reed's leaving. Surely they want to put in one last <laughs> performance for the year. But, geez, what a win, hey? Like, and we actually called it. We called it. Or, sorry, I called it on the pod. Whoa, 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 whoa. I called it on the pod. You oh, backed no. me up. Well, I guess I'll say that. But I'm pretty sure we both we both knew. We both felt <laughs> that there was, a back, there was a bounce back from Pamela. Can you just please put that song on for the boys? Okay. Come on. Last night took an L, but tonight I bounce back. There were rumors that BA just played the song all, all week in the gym. <laughs> yeah, boys, you lost the Cowboys. This is the song you need to lift yourself. So, now nah, honestly, it, it was a stellar performance. I was actually at a concert at the time. I was right back at the concert and I had the power game up on, the, on my phone. <laughs> <laughs> no, I couldn't get a ticket. So, I went to the basketball grand final and I was watching the um, game. Yeah. <laughs> nice, nice. But, but a cracking win. I've got to Look ask Andy, football. like the highs and lows of being a Parramatta supporter, because seven days ago you sell, you sell your grand final tickets. Saturday you buy them for double the price back. Like, I couldn't do it to myself. Look, I tell you what, it's very tough. It's been a very long couple of years too, you know, from going. And it hasn't just been this year. Like, it's been wooden spoon to top four to wooden spoon. I tell you what, it's 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 like a roller coaster, but like, at least it's exciting. Look, I, I, I understand what to be a Melbourne Storm fan. You're like, yeah, yep, yeah, we're going to be in top four. And you expect that, you know, but with a para fan, you're like, could we be... 15, 16, or could we be top four? You just don't know. It's just the emotions. Like, this version of you compared to this time last Sunday, it's just two totally different people. Yeah, and that's what it brings out in you. I'll tell you what, it's just actually funny. Me and Louie, uh, one of our good good mates who goes to Parramatta as well, we're actually, like, trying to book a, a, like a grand final weekend. <laughs> we just started. We started booking a grand final weekend. So. Wow. Wow. Uh, look, I'll tell you what, if Parramatta are in the grand final, Parramatta will be going off, win or lose, uh, with us sort of party. <laughs> they do it in their lifetime. But, and it was an interesting round because until – Pretty much today's footy, it was a very low, like from Friday with Cleary only getting a mid-40s, it pretty much sank a lot of teams. And then, mate, there was 9% that put the C on Nico Hines. And I'm not sure what the... crazy. I'm not sure what the fantasy record is, but it must be close because he's got 132. 
I'm pretty sure Nathan Cleary last year got like 144 or 142. Yeah. If, I, if my memory serves me correct. But I'll tell you what, 132 is absolutely unbelievable. And can I guess that he's your stud this week? Oh, mate, he is my stud. But the thing is, I think he's wrapped up the New South Wales 14 jersey. The way he played, Andy, because he had to defend at fullback and then run the team at halfback in offense. They played with that. When you think about the Sharks' kind of structure and the, their shape, they rely on Will Kennedy a lot. And for him not to be there, that means that Matt Moylan and Matt and Nico Hines really need to step. Mate, I've been supporting the Sharks since I was four years old, so 35 years. I think that's the maths. So that's the most gutsiest win I've ever seen, ever. But do you know what? It's, you know what? It's actually quite funny because, you, you know, you say that like where – your fullback, sorry, your half has stepped up and he's attacking in halves and defending in fullback, whereas defending in fullback is probably hard. Where with the Knights were like, oh, we're going to try and unlock Caelan Ponga. We're going to get him attacking in the half, sorry, attacking, you know, as a fullback and then defending, you know, in the halves. Like it's just, he tries to do that, but Hines has done that effortlessly without a plan and he's ended up putting a a score of 132 fantasy points before recalc. Like, there's no unicorn points value there. He's just a he's just a god, big he time. Is. And then Pup's getting injured today. We'll talk about that a little bit later. And you know, you know what? The record. I'm pretty sure it might have just coming to my head now. Remember when Turbo played the Cowboys when they scored that hundred meter try? I think that might be the record for most points. But we'll just need to people. Anyone that knows, we put the, put it out. Let us know. Hit us in the DMs. I just can't remember. But it's, it's between Cleary and Turbo. One of them hit the record. I think both of them did. Was this last year? Yeah. Yeah, I know Turbo had some great scores, but also Cleary had some great scores as well. So through, throughout this, we'll find out if who it was. For some reason, I thought maybe Turbo had 120 and then Cleary had 140. Yeah, I'm sure there's plenty of people smarter than us too that will correct us post-podcast. But boys, let's uh, boys, Andy, let's rip in. How good is this play? I'm just going to play it. Like you want me to And I'll hold you tight Baby, I'll do the I'll make love to you When you want me to A well-deserved Nico Hines 132, one try, one try save Two try assists, two line break assists Five tackle breaks, 174 metres gained 482 kick metres Played two positions Mate, he's the GOAT, he's the GOAT, he's the GOAT Nine percent, good on you for all captaining him. I'm sure a lot of people shot up the ranks. But Andy, who have you got in the stud ranks, my man? Um, my stud, actually, just two seconds before it actually was Cleary last year had 144 points, Ooh. and it was against the Titans okay. in uh, in round ten. Wow. So there we go. That that settles that. That's that's so he's still got the record, the the unicorn Cleary. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my my one actually was uh, it was a. Isaiah Papali'i. Oh, yeah, it was good. Uh, purely for, one, because I'm a para fan. Two, because I've got him in my team. Uh, he, I got him in a couple of weeks ago. He had a shit score for me last week because he got him in. He scored 48. <laughs> well, he's come back with the goods. I got him in my draft team. Another win. And also, he's beaten the Panthers at home and scored 81 points. That's a point per minute for 80 minutes. That's unbelievable. So... He's an absolute weapon. I tell you what, I thought last year. I'm not going to lie to you. So was it two or three years? Two years ago, three years ago, he was at the Warriors, and uh, Nathan Kalis was actually the assistant coach at the Warriors. Yep. 
And I was talking to my mate who knew him, and he's saying, this Isaiah Papali'i fella, is, he's really good. But Warriors didn't give him a chance. They didn't give him his eighth-minute performance. So as soon as he, he come to Parramatta, I was like, oh, hang on, this kid's going to be great. I was loving the signing. And not many people, he was going underneath the radar. And they ended up getting back row of the year. And I guarantee you, what, what back rower is beating this guy at the moment? Not many, man. He'll be no, number one around, bro. He's number one again, and he's gone to another level. So this is what this is basically why I'm sort of buying my grand final tickets right now. <laughs> this, this man right here, but no, he's he's done well. Forty eight tackles, nine tackle breaks, uh, and 186 meters. That's just an stellar performance from the uh, the Parramatta man. So. Uh, he's my start for this week. Yeah, we might as well talk about it now, Andy. I feel that kind of post-round, like I don't have him, but I want him, and I know that I need to get him. And I think post-round 13, I need to somehow get him in. You know, we talked about maybe doing a straight swap for a lot of people for Payne Haas, and I always thought that IPAP was your number one pick if you were going to actually do it. And I just think with the versatility, the fact that he doesn't play Origin, I just think he's a must-have. Like, like you just mentioned, all those little things that he does, whether it's defending or... All the attacking stats. I think he's just got it all, and he is the best back row in the game at the moment. I, I just got no idea how Parramatta going to replace him next year. Oh, it's going to hurt, really. Like, there's young guns coming up through and coming, but yeah, that's going to hurt massively. Mm. So next, that's why it's going to be it's a last dance. Of, yeah. It's going to be a very couple of tough couple of years for Parramatta because IPAPs and Reed is a massive loss. So yep. now nah, we'll see. Maybe there might be someone, but you know the. Maybe the, the Parramatta recruiters have a better eye than me, I guess. <laughs> no, they don't. No, they don't. No, they don't. No, no, <laughs> You no, reckon no, I'm better? No. You reckon I'm better? Not you. I think a lot of people are better than Parramatta's <laughs> recruitment at the moment. Now, let's go to Duds and Andy. The two guys I want to talk to you about tonight, I'm just going to pencil them in the two because I think we've all got them. It's Tago and Schneider. Now, they both hit a 23 and a 22. Oh, mate, they're just really... They're, I, I want to get rid of them. I just... You know what? You know, we're calling it spot fires. You know what? After this Pups injury, the fact that, you know, Haas is out for a lot of people as well, and who knows if he's going to be back. I'm assuming he's going to be back because it's magic round this week. But it's kind of going from spot fires to bushfires, mate. Like, it's we need a firefighter. Who's a firefighter out there to help us put some fires out? One of my um, – so we've got a good – my missus is uh, Bridget. Love you, Bridget. Her brother is actually a firefighter, so I might actually contact uh, – Simon Corby's name. My contact Simon Corby so he can help me out here because, yeah, that's just going to hurt me. Schneider is a massive sell. Uh, I know people are saying we should try and hold him for a, for a week or two, but Kimber won and he's still got 23. So that's massive downfall. On the other hand, like Adam Elliott was a massive Raiders uh, plus, but yeah, Schneider, but like you said, because I, I, was, I was dead set on, I had two trades this week, brought mm. in uh, uh, two people. So then it was like, from now on, I'm going to try and be conservative because I need to be. But how hard is it when you've bloody one of your best winger fullbacks gets injured in IPA, in Paps, Papa, mm. sorry, Pappenhausen, and then also Schneider is scoring 23 points. So it's very tough. I'm, look, I'm just glad that I held out on a couple of the trades with Moses and kept it, kept him. But yeah, Schneider's uh, a bit of, he's got sell signs, hasn't he? Yeah. Big time. We'll talk about that in a sec. So let's have a look at what we actually, sorry, your dud, sorry for the weekend. My dad, uh, a man that 11,000 people brought him in this week, and that is Tamari Martin. Ooh. So 11,000 people brought him in, and he got 
the score of three for those 11,000 people. It's crazy. Um, especially after everyone's touting him, you know, he signed a contract. So maybe this whole, hey, it's that age-old um, that thing. So whereas he's fighting for a contract, he's going to play well. And then he got a contract and he's just going to settle down a bit. Yeah, a little <laughs> so, bit. But that's what it is, Andy. I think a lot of the things that he does good on the field isn't scored. Like, yeah, I, I, I think so, I, I think he's making Brisbane a better team in attack like a much better team, and they're not just relying. I think it's freeing up Adam Reynolds a lot, and he's coming out the back. But those quick balls, you don't get you don't get you know points for passing the ball. No, and, and look, you don't get points for being the involvement in a try, a try involvement, like mm. three away from a try assist, which is actually pretty impressive. But can we, can we talk about another, just quickly, yeah. can we talk about another Broncos player, Adam Reynolds? Is he, is he becoming? I know I hate this word keeper, but is he keeper level at the moment? Well, he's not going to play Origin, right? If you've got him, he's, he's no. a pretty handy half. Like I don't want to really criticise the Bunnies now because it's hard to, in hindsight, after watching it, like you'd rather criticise him in round one than try to be the know-it-all and cr- try and criticise him in round nine because yeah. no one really saw it happening. Like there was going to be a big transition for the Bunnies, but. You know, Reynolds, big money signing over in Brisbane, and he's fantasy relevant as well right now. So I just don't want to criticize the Bunnies because I should have done it in round one, not round nine. No, well, you can understand. Look, to be fair, you can understand why they've done it, and they've probably still got the reasons why they let Adam Reynolds go. You know, they've got a mm. young half in Ilias who want to try and teach him the, the rounds, but surely it's got to hurt when Adam Reynolds literally single-handedly defeats your team. Oh, big time. Mate, I'll tell you what, his last five scores, last, last six, let's go six, 51. 56, 51, 75, 50, 73. That's absolutely stellar if you've been able to pick up Adam Reynolds. Like he's obviously pretty pricey now at 731K, but well done if you did pick him up. Yeah, big time. He's putting Trisys on as well. So definitely a hold on him. You might even want to look into him as a buy. We'll have we'll probably cover him Possibly. later in the week for sure. Now, Andy, how did we go this week? I got a 922, which put Jeez, me over. Yeah, it's not too bad. Overall rank of 1539, so 1,539. So I'm pretty happy with that. Just keep chopping away every single week. And probably trades for the week. Perhaps just throwing a massive banner in the works because I was going to offload the the flat track bullies. I was going to get rid of the Parramatta players in Penasini and Moses, and I was really going to go to Bird and Robson. But realistically, with Paps out, he might be a sell depending on how bad he is. But how did you go for the week, and what trades do you have on your mind, man? So... 897 for me. Yep. Um, really, the sound clearly really hurt me, and it probably did hurt a fair few people, anyways. But at one stage, I was back into the 10,000. I was like at like 8,000, <laughs> right? I was like, yeah, I'm back. I'm back. Uh, but now I'm still at 13,000. But yeah, with trades, look, to be fair, I need, to, I need to make some money and I need to make some moves. So I'm probably going to sell Paps, to be fair. I'm not too sure who. We might actually, I might do a bit of research and find out. Um, I'll let you boys know on Tuesday, on the Tuesday podcast but yep. yeah i think perhaps is probably going to go we'll definitely try and do some research to who we i want to pick up on on that tuesday um it's going to be interesting yeah, andy because you're going to have some options right and we'll you know david nofalupa he's back right yep so but considering that where most of us are holding stephen Crichton as well as a center he could easily just like that's changed my like i'm not going to trade out moses now because he's not hurt no, no. it just makes no sense so probably if Pups is out two to four weeks, because my real concern is, especially when you do a hammy, as you know, the reoccurrence rate on a hamstring is really high. 
Once they do it once during the season, usually it might pop again in there. And then they go to, you think about how close it is to origin. He'll probably be in the mix, even though Nico Hines has probably pushed him out of the 14. He might be 18th man and they take him to camp. So, And we look at this way, like, let's just say Melbourne. It's not like Melbourne really need to rush him back, do they? Mm. They're, they're going so well. They're beating teams by 30 and 40, or if it's Warriors, you're beating by 60. You don't need to go, oh, I need to get him back. I need to rush Pats back. If you've got someone to fill in, mean you get back to fullback? Meany. Yeah, Meany. We t- Meany Corbs talked about him during the week. Meany is a massive buy. He's getting 50-plus on the wing. Meany is a massive buy if he goes to fullback. Mm. That, that could be a big one. The other one is Tommy Turbo, right, Andy? Because Ooh, yes. Because Turbo will probably fall. I think he's going to fall somewhere around that 700 mark. So you actually make money by selling pups to Turbo. And I really liked what I but saw from you, Turbo on Saturday, mate. Is the pro, it, I understand. Is it sort of I'm against that? We're finally against that territory where you have to be smart about your trades. Like if you bring Turbo in now, you have to willingly accept that you have to have him on the bench for origin. Yep, true. You know, like once you bring Turbo in, you, you can't trade him out unless you've got 20 trades, which I don't think anyone does, or maybe you might have. But I feel like he, if you bring him in, he's a hold. And you have to realize that you've got Turbo, Cleary, Hines, Teddy, all of those players playing origin, and they're going to be on your bench during that time. So it's, it's one of those things where you could either pick up Tommy or you can play it safe and go someone else and try and wait till after origin. So it's a tough one, but geez, I think fancy players throughout the years have been trying to trying to um, go around this sort of um, yeah. origin period and try and beat it, but it's very tough to do. It's an interesting one. He's got Broncos, what, next Sunday at Magic Round, and that's a big one because oh, actually it's not, I, think it's, I think it's Friday. It could be his big bounce-back statement game, but then he's got the Eels and Storm, so you're probably going to – just shy away from Turbo for the time being. But I think his price is going to keep dropping because his break-even keeps going higher. Like, he only scored a 50 on the weekend, despite he was about 38, I think, at halftime by memory. But I'm liking what I see. Like, his touches are really good, and I think he's a try or two away from just really breaking out. And maybe he might find that form during Origin, and we've got those trades left at the end to bring him back post that round 18, Andy. No, I think that's probably the smart play. I know, I know as as alluring as he is, the turbo, the big turbo, but I think it's it's way too after origin, I think. Yeah, big time. All right, any injuries and suspensions update? So Ryan Puppenhausen, he's got a, apparently it's a low-grade hamstring. They're sending him for tear, uh, for tears, for scans. At this stage, NRL physio saying two to four weeks. But he's also got the addition of a knee injury at the same time, which is a potential PCL. So... I don't know. Pops isn't looking that healthy at the moment. Next one's Remus Smith from the Storm as well. Suspected pictorial tear. He's looking at 10 to 14 weeks. This could open up that young guy, Jack Howarth, to maybe get a debut. Kenny Bromwich, head knock. Sam Verrill's fractured collarbone. Jack Johns, he was taken to hospital with suspected broken arm. Edric Lee, head knock. Ken Marlowe and Thomas McKayley, head knocks. Jared Croker, unfortunately a shoulder. Charles Nicol, Clockstack, caught leg. The big one is from today and it would have hurt a lot of people in the second half because Ewan Aiken was absolutely killing it. He got a head knock and failed his HIA today. Their turnaround is six, is under six days now because they play 3pm on Saturday. So I don't think he's going to make protocols. Well, if, if he didn't return then that's usually a big sign, isn't it? Well, he failed his HIA but they, I think they say it's a six day minimum. He's going to be like literally by the clock 
be interesting to see whether they just hold him out for a week and bring him back because he's got that calf injury that he was kind of carrying over the last couple of weeks. Might be, but it's going to hurt a lot of people. We're talking about bush with this, the bushfires, mate. People's already got to put pups out and hearts out. Now they've got to probably put you and Aiken out too. And I tell you what, centers. If they've got them in the centres, centres are not sort of ready to go by. But look, there might be a couple of chibis coming that we're going to talk about, but they're not they're not you and A can level, are they? No, definitely not. Now suspensions, Lindsay Collins, Roosters, a great two Kellis High Tackle, looking at one to two weeks, one week with the early plea. Fines for Joe Stimson, TPJ, Jerry Marshall King, Ryan Madison, and uh, Tommy Gilbert. But team, what we'll do, we're just gonna go for a quick break and then we'll be back with some more burning questions. All right, crew, we are back, and we've got a few more questions for me and Andy to chat about before we make way. Adam, Adam Elliott, Andy, was ultra impressive, my man. We both brought him in, so did Corbs. I'm pretty sure all the boys in Talking League brought him in. For us, you know, we saw his pedigree from, the you know, his past performances, and that's the reason why I kind of picked him over Isaiah Tass. But Raiders getting a win was great for, for us owners, but I think the biggest thing is, his his performance on Friday was ultra impressive, man. Yeah, look, hundred percent. Last year with dogs, he was just an effort player. You know, he played really well. He, I think he played a lock a couple of times, second row. Mm. But he has that interchangeability. So, I, I to to be fair, I did not expect him to start a hooker. But obviously, Ricky Stewart seen something, and like you said, him playing well with that Raiders win, that's great for us. Anyone who's holders, it's great. He's currently owned six point six percent at the moment, but. From 68 minutes last year, last week, 53 points. 61 minutes this week, 52 points. That is great for a player who is worth two seconds, it's 399k. Yep. That's, oh man, that's stellar. So yeah, great if you picked him up and you're back to us. Um, he's one, he could be a pickup for one of the, could, could be one of the season pickups, like, Really, for his price. Yeah, I think so. Um, and he's going into round 13. He's got that jewel. If he gets 60 minutes each week, I think he's going to tap out at 45, 50 each week. He's just and so busy, awesome. man. Yeah, that that's great, especially that round 13 player too. He, he's probably one of those players that round 13 that, you know, you're sort of when you're deciding where you want to, who you want to pick up for round 13 player, he's a mad cash down option and a mad good point, good point scorer. So he's a, he's great. a bargain, mate. He's a bargain. I think most people should jump on him. He's one of those guys because we were looking at quality and price for round 13. I think he ticks both boxes and gives you enough money to kind of spread elsewhere. So, but he's going to get expensive if you don't jump on soon, for sure. hundred percent. All right. Andy, next question is Matty Burden, man. Like, we're kind of refusing to talk about this guy for the last two weeks because we really wanted to see what he could bring because all we had was from the start of the season was a little bit of disappointment. But that game on Friday was a different version of Matty Burden. It was kind of the guy that we saw at Penrith last week. What I was really happy about was the tackle breaks coming back. Finally scored a try, but just he looked deadly with the ball, Andy. Mate, I'll tell you what, they're definitely coming back. from his, his last three games before this one, he had one tackle break between three games. This one, he had 11. So it finally felt like he's sort of coming to that, whether someone's sort of told him to start, you know, look, hey, mate, you've got spiders on you. You've got this this arm that can actually tackle break. Start using it. So, yeah, from three, from one from three games to 11 now, that's crazy. So at least he's brought those people who have sort of stuck true to him because he didn't really lose or make cash. He's just floated around that sort of same price. But is this the time? Is this... The, is, is he going to buy his category if you don't have him? You yeah. Know? Is he actually, you know, 
is this a sell Aiken to Burden sort of? Um, no, I, I don't think – I wouldn't sell Aiken if he's just going to miss one week, especially because he's around 13. I think these are the two best centres actually in form at the moment, apart from Talakai as well. But Talakai's on a little bit of a dip. But me and Corbs talked about a few weeks ago about round nine, him needing to impress to get in our thoughts about – because he's around 13 player at the moment. I don't think he's in contention for origin. This next little run for him too, Andy, you think Knights, Tigers, Dragons – and then they play Penrith without their origin players. I really like this draw for Matty Burnham, man. What about this one? Okay, so we we do, were talking – or we don't like to talk about him now. We can talk about him before. Actually, you know, Isaac Tago, 550K. He might lose maybe 10K this week. Mm. Uh, Burton might make 10K. But if you've got 20K in the bank, Tago to Burton is a straight swap. Yeah, big time. I just think depending on how many bushfires you've got to put out this week, it's yeah, gonna. Point. I think it's just <laughs> gonna just, just gonna depend. I think we can kind of even Schneider. Even though we, the thing is, like I just want to. I can't wait for round fourteen because I'm gonna have four trades. And the first people: Tago, Schneider, Nanai, Maxi King might even fall in there right now. There's just these guys that we've made two hundred, three hundred grand in of all of them, and I just don't want them anymore. But because of all these other fires, I just haven't been able to sell them. I suppose the positive part of Schneider is Croker's out, so Schneider will be kicking again. Yeah. <laughs> so that's there is one thing if you if you were thinking about it, or if you were if you had other spot fires, sorry, bushfires because they're massive at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, I think you probably can sort of be hesitant on Schneider. So uh, yeah, I guess there's that. And they won last week, so he might be behind confidence this week. Big time. Now let's talk about some Broncos, Andy, because two guys that really stood out on Friday: Paddy Garrigan who was killing everyone, and Selwyn Cobbo finally bringing to the table where we thought he might. But let's talk Paddy Carrigan first. Played big minutes because Haas was out, but it's one of those things that's probably too close to origin to even consider him, but back end of the season, Paddy Carrigan might be someone we need. Well, it's unbelievable because I know we went under the radar, but last year he scored pretty well too, but... Geez, like even this year, I think the first four rounds, he got 55, 44, 69, and then he got 34 from 29 minutes. But I think that's where he got injured. Yeah. That's cr- like he was scoring outside of his PPM. And he's done it again with this uh, this most recent time come back from injury with 67 from 64. You know, with the Broncos waiting or needing someone to step up, the pain has gone. Mm. Paddy Carrick has done that. And I think even with pain has back, I still think Paddy Garrigan is still that good because I'm pretty sure Paddy Carrigan was their starting lock, mm. you know, and Heather Richardson hasn't really shown the lights yet at lock. And I think Paddy Carrigan probably gets that spot back when Haas comes back. So he's still fantasy relevant, even when Haas is there. So at 652, I think he is. I think that's, he could be by category, you know. Um, double, do they play round 13? Which is nah, they don't play round 13. He'll play Origin too, man. I think... So, so he could be a buyer afterwards. Definitely. I think he's one of those ones. Put him on the radar. But he'll play Origin for sure. The other guy, Selwyn Cobo. Now, 355K. He's dipped because of his kind of fantasy performances. But he had a really good game on a couple of tries against the Bunnies as well. Worth a watch. I wouldn't be picking him up just yet. But he just needs a little bit of consistency. But I think he's back on the radar, Andy, because given that duel, it might just kind of coincide with us getting rid of a few players post-round 14. And, sorry, post round 13 and needing some round 17 players that are a little bit cheaper. Yeah, look, with, with Cobbo, like he, I think he could be that one of those players who just sort of 
goes up and down one week and, and terrible the next week. You know what I mean? Like, until he finds a bit of form, it'd be hard for me to sort of say he's a massive buy. But definitely on the radar, like you're saying, especially coming out of origin. Jeez, could, with the Queensland team as of late, could he be an origin starter? Mate, I think he'll be in the mix as well. Definitely. Now, let's talk some bunnies, Andy, because we were closely having a look at Cody Walker during the week, and we wanted to give him a three-date rule because we just weren't convinced about his performance against Manly, given that they only had 12 men. But I think for me, I'm putting a little bit of a line through him, and considering all he's back in off-field trouble as well, this is one of those things that I know that he had outside him three bombed tries, but they're still bombed tries. They don't count for you if you don't put them over the line. So for me, Cody Walker, and he's back on the kind of – it's not even on the radar anymore for me. Yeah, look, after last week, I sort of flirted with the idea of bringing him in. Uh, I know there was a few people talk, asking about him, but we decided not to. Uh, we decided to give him the three-date rule, and it turned out to be the spot-on rule to do. You know, and this, this is the reason why we're bringing in this three-date rule. You know, like he done well against 12 men. You know, like he scored massive against that. But when you see you score throughout the year, like we thought that maybe Elias had brought him back, but 22 and losing to the Broncos, there was just no direction there. Uh, I know Elias is learning his trade. Um, he's still a, a way away from being that consistent. But thank hell that, that you created this three-date rule uh, <laughs> and, and, and we can sort of luckily missed out on, on Cody Walker because the consistency just ain't there, is it? Big time. Now, the other guys are Tuss. Now, I'm reluctant to put him in Trap City because there's only been one game. Again, let's wait. Let's give him three dates for him to fall in this category, but it wasn't good for owners because I know a lot of people cashed down for him. And I guess the whole – one of the listeners actually pointed it out on Facebook on Friday night. That whole right edge for the Broncos and the left edge – for the Bunnies, it was a really low scoring between both teams. So it wasn't the fact that Stags just carved him up. It was just one of those things that both centers just really didn't put it on. Sometimes it's not individual performance. So you look at um, uh, who the Sharks played just in? Oh, the Warriors. So that's- you look at the Warriors. Like If you're in a losing side, you're only going to have one or two good scorers in that losing side. You know what I mean? Like, so there's going to be either good tacklers, so you lock, or maybe a half who's sort of kicking a mozza because he's getting defended in his line. Yeah. So the back five, your spine, and then some of your forwards aren't going to go that well if you're going to losing side. So they may bring it back. Tass is definitely not a massive trap. Like, give him, like you said, give him another game, see how he goes. But yeah, look, it's just, it's another one of those plays. Fantasy is a, up and up and down game. It's like going on a roller coaster, going up and down because you're going to have a good week and then a bad week. So, yeah, I think it's just a bit of a wait and see with Tass. Yeah, and that's that's the thing with centers, right? Especially like out and out centers that like Tass. You know, it happens with Siffa. Siffa's had two quiet games because he has to rely on the ball getting to him. That's the advantage of having guys like Matt Burden, who is obviously the dominant half, and guys like you and Aiken, who you just mentioned, because he's a tackle machine playing in the back row. But you can play them in the centers. And then you rack up these more consistent sort of scores than having to rely on Isaiah Tass scoring a 50 one week and then scoring a 10 the next, which will happen with these out-and-out centres. Well, at the, other, at the end of the day as well, he, Tane Milne was the centre, but he pipped Tane Milne out. So naturally, 
uh, Jason Demetrio sees something in him. So uh, I, I think he could have a bounce back week next week. You, you just got to play out and see. Yeah, sticks solid. Now, Andy, let's talk about the third man in the Travojevic brothers, and it's Benny. Benny had an absolute storing, storming game, 64 with two tries. I know you got him in draft, which was a really good pickup. Really cheap, 237K. He opened the round out. He'll put a little bit of money on overnight when he opens up tomorrow. But, Andy, this is a real interesting one because, obviously, Homole pulled out late with illness, and then we've got Schuster, who's probably one or two weeks away. It's just kind of where does Benny lie because Cole is going really well on the right centre, but Morgan Harper came back and looked ultra impressive on the left centre. Is it a fact of him maybe his versatility might put him back on the bench, or do you think he might hold his spot? Well, look, I give you know I don't give credit to myself too often, but no, geez, not did you. I, did, they did, did. Did I call this on the Tuesday pod? I, I said I've got a little bit of a narrative here. The Manly are going to flood the ball to Turbo to Burbo. Sorry, I think everyone's calling that Burbo, um, and he's going to score a bloody mozzak just to sort of keep him in the team. But he did. But like like you said, he actually trained at centre. The whole way up until the game, till just before the game, they put him in second row, and he delivered in second row. So it just shows he's versatile. So it's going to be very hard when you know how much of a gun Hamole um, is, and also how much of a gun Schuster is. So like, where does this guy fit in the starting thirteen? I know he had a stellar game, but these this guy Schuster and Hamole have done that time and time again. Mm. So. It's going to be very hard for him to sort of keep that spot in the second row. I know he is a Trebojevic brother, but I think you're going to have to have more consistency than that to start the 13 for Manly. Yeah, I think he might end up back in that kind of you know 14 or 15 jersey. I think he deserves to be there somewhere. Yeah, well, look, good for those who got him in draft, <laughs> me, um, before and then played him, but I still lost. It doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, look, I'd say if you're going to pick him up in classic, definitely wait. Until TLT comes out, but um, yeah, definitely wait. I'd say. Well, you'd want to have them play full strength, pretty much. If he's in the starting lineup at full strength, then you know it's a buy signal. Otherwise, you're wasting your trade. I feel spot on, spot on. He look if he gets named in the second row with Hamoli fully fit and Josh Schuster fully fit, that is a buy the century because he is a he's a centre position. And look what he done. He done that with ease, like. He played out of his skin for his debut game, starting the 13. So well done for him. Yeah, um, I I think you might be a chance of getting him back into the centres, Andy. I, I think you can scratch the edges. I think Schuster and Homoli are the first string, but really with Morgan Harper not really playing well until the weekend, and then Cooler being also a rookie, there is an opportunity there for Ben Turbo. It's just like two into three does not go. Sorry, three into two does not go. But he's well in the mix, man. Well, when you when you say that, a couple of those moments in attack, he actually was playing center. So you know whether it was Harper, I think Harper's on his side. Uh, yeah, Harper. Oh no, Cooler. No, no, Cooler was on his side. So Cooler actually come in, and and he was actually the the one in the center playing in attack. So um, yeah, I, I dare say he could still still could still score well at center, especially for two hundred thirty seven k. Won't be that now, but it'll probably be two fifty maybe. Not too bad for a cheap down option if he gets a starting spot. Yeah, let's end with the bushfires, the big one, Ryan Pappenhausen. <laughs> two to four-week injury, that's the equivalent of a, a month-long bushfire because that's that's so awkward if that's the range. And then that's not even with the, M, the PCL maybe on top. 
Like, I know that you're you're a little bit further behind, so you're going to actually punt, but a lot of people might have to – might hold him, man, because I guess the biggest thing is there's not a lot of wing fullbacks right now that are ticking a lot of boxes. A lot of people might not have Teddy, which might give yep. them the straight swap that they need. But realistically, you know, Hines is there, which is a, a massive lock. Teddy's obviously – just shooting lights out right now for his last three games. I think it was 380 pluses in a row. But with Pups' injury, this is kind of going to be a bit of a make and break for a lot of fantasy coaches, I feel. Some will hold, some will sell. And then I think it's going to be in the kind of hands of the gods to really just see when he comes back. There really isn't many winger fullbacks available, which is the tough part because you're either going to have to I know a fair few people probably have Taff or Cooler. So yeah. they're probably going to have to <laughs> Play sell him. Paps to put Taff and Cooler to put them in and then sell Paps for someone like maybe a, a good mid or a good hooker or bring in a Cotter or uh, a Robson. But yeah, it's look, I tell you what, it's very tough. But I think we're going to look, stick it with us. Uh, we've got, we felt we've got the fire, we've got the burn cream on, but we're going to have a bit of a. <laughs> A trade sort of target for you on Tuesday, okay? Big time, big time. We've got so much to talk about. So, Andy, we'll leave it there for, I think, that was a good little a runway into what we'll probably talk about in more depth kind of during the week. But Yeah. Good round, mate. Good to see you smile again. Bounce back factor. <laughs> and I Just one thing, I think, like uh, I did hear Corbs giving it to me last pod. Uh, I'll tell you what. He did mention that he's been a bit of a listener. Uh, he's just been listening instead of actually being on the pod. And I tell you what, he's become so much better since listening to us. I tell you what, like <laughs> I feel like maybe we're rubbing off on him. He's actually getting a bit funnier, and he, he's actually getting a bit smarter. So I tell you what, Corbs, keep listening to us, and you might be a ten out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, I tell you what, Andy, he didn't like being called Cooper Johns. He was blowing up. <laughs> no, he did it. He did it. Oh look. Oh, we listen to the pod. I'm like, ooh, ooh, okay. I think he bit. Like he bit, but he bit. <laughs> he definitely bit. But <laughs> hey, look, that's banter. That's all we're about. We're all part of the boys. We love it. That's hey. What's what would this pod be without banter? You know what? We'll start calling him Billy Smith because he's he's in the missing persons. <laughs> he was supposed to come on tonight. Yeah. Apparently, oh, I'm not sure what injury it was tonight, but we'll see. We'll <laughs> <laughs> All right, Eddie, thanks for your thoughts, and uh, we'll catch you Tuesday, ladies and gentlemen, for the normal podcast. Catch you then. Can we can we finish on a bounce back? Yeah, of course. Oh, legend! All right, guys, enjoy your evening, and we'll see you in a couple of days. Last night took a L, but tonight I bounce back. Wake up every morning, by the night I count stacks. Knew that ass was real yeah, when I hit it. Bounce back. Hey guys.